Mist rose off the Chesapeake and floated silently over the beach. The woman standing on the shore tilted her head slightly to one side to follow the distant whine of an outboard as an unseen craft headed south through the darkness. She took a deep breath and let the damp June air fill her lungs before turning back and crossing the dune. The soft glow of the full moon barely lit the way, but she knew by heart every step from the beach to the old general store. From the top of the dune, she could see the blue haze from the TV in the building's back room and a faint light from a second-floor bedroom. The back porch had been sagging on her last visit, so she dug into her pocket for the key to the front door while she walked around the building and climbed the steps. The old bait cooler still stood to the right of the door, its once-white exterior now faded and chipped, and pots of some undeterminable flowers yet to bloom were lined up along the railing. Surprised to find the door unlocked, she stepped inside. Standing in the middle of the room, she called uncertainly into the darkness beyond. Gigi? She heard low voices from the TV, the scrape of a chair leg on the random oak floor, slow, soft, shuffling footfalls. A floorboard creaked, and she smiled. That you, Lisbeth? A voice called out from behind the closed door. It's me. Lisbeth Parker dropped her bag by the door. She'd barely crossed the floor when a figure emerged from the back room, backlit by that blue light. Gigi, I'm sorry I'm so late. You shouldn't have waited up for me. Ruby Carter, Lisbeth's great-grandmother, greeted her with a shush. I don't be needing the likes of you to be telling me when to go to bed, but I do be needing a hug from my favorite girl. Lisbeth's embrace totally enveloped the old woman's slight form, and she held her for a very long time. You can let go now. Ruby, Gigi, to her great-grandchildren, chuckled. I'm still all in one piece, just making sure. One last gentle squeeze, and Lisbeth released the old woman and reached for the wall switch to turn on an overhead light. She was tempted to chastise her elderly relative about walking around in the dark, but knew better. Ruby Carter had tread these boards for most of her 100 years, and she knew every nail and every loose board between the store's long wooden counter and the front door. I saw on the TV there was that accident on the big bridge. Ruby walked behind Liz and locked the front door. I figured you'd be coming along a little late. I heard your car. Wondered what you'd been up to for the past time. I walked down to the bay. It's been a while since I was home, and I just wanted to... Liz paused. She hadn't questioned her walk through the dark to the water's edge. She'd simply gotten out of her car and followed the path over the dune to soak in the smell, the feel of the Chesapeake, the feel of home. Always did the same myself whenever I'd left the island for a time and come back. When was the last time you left Cannonball Island, Gigi? Liz put her arm around Ruby's slight shoulders. I don't remember you crossing that little drawbridge too often. Huh, Ruby sniffed indignantly. Went over to St. Dennis just last week. How much you know? You did? What for? Liz's brows rose almost to her hairline. Not that it's any of your never mind, but I went to see a friend. In St. Dennis? Yes, in St. Dennis. Any other place be right on the other side of the bridge? I didn't know you had friends over there. There be a lot of things you don't know, Missy. Ruby straightened her back and drew herself up to her full height of five feet, one inch, four inches shorter than her great-granddaughter. Who my friends might be is just one of them. Well, then, I guess you told me. Liz turned her head so that Ruby wouldn't see her smile. Well, then, I guess I did. Ruby nodded once in satisfaction. Come on in back and have some tea. Warm you up proper. Liz followed her great-grandmother through the store and toward the door that stood open along the back wall.
Noting that the old-fashioned wooden shelves were only partially stocked and that unpacked delivery boxes had been stacked near the counter, she'd tend to those herself in the morning while Ruby chatted with the early crew who would arrive for coffee and their newspapers. It was a marvel to Liz that the local papers were still delivered to the island. The last time she was there, it seemed there'd been fewer residents than there'd been the time before, and several homes appeared to be vacant. Liz stepped through the doorway and stopped short. Gazing around at the jumble of moving boxes and furniture shoved into the four corners of the room, she exclaimed, What the hell happened in here? Mind your tongue, girl, Ruby chided. Don't be taking hell lightly. You have other words. Use them. Sorry, Gigi. What's going on in here? Why is there such a mess? I've been having some work done. What kind of work? Having a bedroom and sitting room down here. Ruby looked pleased. New bathroom, too. She paused, then pointed to a closed door in the middle of the wall and added, The kitchen be new, too. Well, almost. It just needs some paint, I think. Go on now, take a look.